I did a music video recently for Beyonce, which is like Wait. So surreal for me. I for Beyonce? For Beyonce. Artists should have the resources they need to do the work that runs through their veins. And with the gathering of resources, we will one day abolish the phrase, starving artist. Day and night, the movement does not cease, for creativity never sleeps. We are Artist Uprising. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to the Artist Uprising podcast. I'm your host, Cabus. We have a special guest with us today via Zoom. She is freelance floral artist and photographer Claire Fagan. Claire, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. How's California? It's hot, really hot out right now, but beautiful as always, sunny. Is it sunny. Is it Texas hot? It's Texas hot, but without the humidity. So like growing up in Texas and being used to the humidity, I prefer it because here it's so dry that I'm shriveling away, but. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. We're so lucky to have you, and we look forward to getting started. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you from? So I'm from Dallas. Grew up in Dallas. Um, and then I came out here to California for college, graduated in 2018, and I've been here ever since doing art stuff. And where did you go to college? I went to Pepperdine University. Okay. Yeah, now when you went to college, was uh, were you studying specifically art or what was the major? Well, I went in studying education. I thought I wanted to be a teacher. And then like a weekend, I was like, no, <laughs> this is not for no. me. Yeah, right. so um, I switched my major to film pretty quickly. And then over the next couple of years, I ended up picking up a, an art minor as well. So I ended up studying film and art. So you, you graduated with a degree in film and... Yeah. Art as well, okay. Yes. Um, and during that time in college, um, actually, let's go back even earlier. Like, did you always have a fascination with floral light design? I would say no. I've always been an artistic person. I was homeschooled when I was younger. Um, okay. Like my elementary years, I was homeschooled. So I had a ton of time on my hands just to be able to do art things and and I mean, I just had a ton of free time. So I spent that time like knitting and sewing and painting and pretty much any kind of craft you can possibly imagine I did. Um, and then I don't even feel like in high school, like I didn't feel very artistically inclined. Like I knew that I liked to do, I just thought it was like crafts. Ooh, that's my doorbell. I just thought it was like crafts that I liked to do. I don't know. It didn't feel like something that was like my calling, but also at the same time, like it wasn't until um, I, I picked up a camera for the first time that I was like, wait a second, like this is like, this feels more right. Like this medium is working for me. And for a long time, it was photography that I did, which is what led me to the film major. And then right. um, after school, I, um, after college, after I studied film, I was kind of working like freelance doing, you know, some set work. And I was also working for an installation artist who, she introduced me to my first flower job. So she got a job in the medium that they had asked her to use. She did all kinds of art, but one of the jobs was a flower job. And I was right. like, this is fun. And then because I was a photographer at the time, um, I went and did a photography job for an installation artist who was specifically like florally inclined. And so mm -hmm. um, I was shooting those flowers and I was like, 
okay, flowers make everything better. Like, I think, I think this is it. And so I just went to the flower market myself and started working like it was then COVID hit. I didn't have any photo jobs. So in my driveway, I would just like put together an arrangement and shoot it. And um, it kind of took off from there. I just started, it just was, it was one of the only things I didn't feel like I had to chase when it came to my career in art. Like it just like, I, you know, I kind of played around with it and then jobs started coming in. And then I found my number one medium, which ended up being flowers. Were you posting this stuff on like Instagram, is that how people were finding yeah. you? Yeah, it was just Instagram. And just like, sometimes I just shot it on my phone and just threw it up. I, I had no clue what I was doing. Like when I look back on it, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that now, but like it ended up working somehow, so. Did you start um, receiving like inquiries? Like were people starting to get interested? I mean, like were people flooding your DMs and getting you to start doing work for them? When was like the first project, you know, that you got? First project I got was a baby shower and <laughs> I was trying to make an arch like for a photo op and I did my very best, but I'm pretty sure it fell over like during the baby shower. So it's just been like a slow climb, but it started out with just like people being like, hey, will you help me with my baby shower? And then um, one of my roommates is a producer for music videos and she got me on some cool jobs that kind of started to get me into more of the set florals, which is my favorite jobs and uh, the most fun, usually the most colorful and creative. Tell me about that first set job. Like what, where, where did, what was the first set job? I would say the first set job I did on my own, like not under another um, florist was, it was a Pink Sweats and Kehlani music video. Um, what song? For the song At My Worst. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was a cool video too. Thanks, yeah, it was fun. We just filled a bunch of cars with flowers basically. And then there were these two sets, like one full yellow set and one full pink set. And we just like kind of like exploded flowers all over it. So um, I think that that really opened up people's like um, perspectives as to what I can do with flowers because like we right. would just take these cars and then just do something crazy with them. And they were like, okay, like flowers aren't just for vases. They're for mm -hmm. wherever, whatever. Um, and I think that was like one job that definitely propelled me into my career of doing more like maybe avant-garde florals, not just like baby showers and things like that. How much would you say uh, the artist, did you have any interaction with the artist when it came to like putting these ideas together? I think that most of the time I'm working with their creative teams and, okay. um, um, and typically I'll be working with the creative team and then sometimes the artists have like final say. So recently, um, it's not out yet, but I did a music video recently for Beyonce, which is like Wait. so surreal for me. I for Beyonce? For Beyonce, I know. And, and it's so surreal, but like this is an <laughs> example. I know, I know. I don't know when it's coming out, but I'm like holding my breath. Um, but Do you, it's for it's this new album, right? Yeah, this yeah, for Renaissance, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I know it's going to be cool. But like an example of like working sort of with an artist, but sort of with their team is like for this Beyonce music video, like I was working with the art director and um, he was like, but like, I don't have final say, like the director and Beyonce have final say. So he like texted him a picture and they like, they loved it. And I was like, ah. yes. 
I'm like, I'm not working. And, you know, I never spoke with, with like Beyonce. I don't, you know, I'm not usually the one like directly communicating with these artists yeah. at the time, but they, you know, it's up to them if they like it or not. That is, so you're not there on set then when the video is like being shot. No, I was. Yeah. Yeah. So you're there, Beyonce's there shooting the video. Yeah. Like in the same room. I know. I know. What's that experience like? Um, surreal. It's like one of those things where you're like, ah, like if I told my younger self that this was what was happening in front of my face right now, I don't know if I'd believe it. So yeah, completely surreal. Um, she was the queen that like everybody like wants her to be in real life. 110%. She was like performing, directing, looking beautiful, dancing magnificently, just like all of it at once. So yeah, it was completely surreal and so, so fun to watch. I mean, you had to, as far as with your idea, like coming out of college and photography and then doing what you're doing, there has to be some kind of like belief that you know you're destined for like great things such as this. Is this kind of like affirmation as far as like, yeah, I'm on the right track. I made the right decision. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. There definitely, it do, there is like a belief that is required in yourself um, and in the fact that like you have something to share that's worth sharing and the world needs. And then there's also like the imposter syndrome of like, well, a lot of people do flowers. Like what makes me think that like I have something to share that like isn't already being shared or like whatever. So like, there's always that. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm just like, yeah, I totally believe in myself. Um, and, but when it comes to like the validation of getting a job like that, it's funny because I always felt like if I got a job like that, I would be like, all right, this is it. Like, this is what mm -hmm. I'm waiting for. This is incredible. But I'll be honest with you that like I was on set and it was these long days, like a 14 hour day, back, like in a 16 hour day back to back. And like the art director was like a little bit difficult to get along with. And I was kind of sitting there thinking like, you know, this is awesome. And I'm really, really grateful for this experience. It's, it's a once in a lifetime experience. Like, right. you know, so few people like get the opportunity to do something like this. And at the same time, like I can also feel my career shifting a little bit and shifting away from those set jobs and from um, this really like sort of like busy, like, uh, you know, 14 hour day, 16 hour day back to back, because what I'm really wanting to get into is growing flowers more. So I, I, I was I was having these two these two realities going on at the same time of like, oh my God, like this is the coolest thing that I'll ever do. And then at the same time, like, but there's still something telling me that like, there's another path for me that like, this is confirmation right. that I'm, I'm ready to follow. Yeah. That is amazing. So when you think about that, and that's a perfect segue, like what does the future, what do you see the future holding for Claire Fagan? And how do you see yourself getting to where you want to go? That's a good question. Um, uh, what I see is, um, I mean, I have a green thumb. I don't know if you can tell. Like, I love plants. No. I love gardening. <laughs> um, and something that has been really hard for me with those set jobs and something that just has felt like totally not like aligned with the respect I have for plants, for flowers, for gardening is like, we'll buy thousands of dollars of flowers. And then as soon as the music video wraps or the event is over, like they're in the trash. 
you know, I can try mm-hmm. and get people to take some, or I might take some home or whatever, but like, it's, it sometimes feels like this really gross waste of something so beautiful and something that's really fragile. And that's like here to be beautiful. Like what is a flower here for, except for like to be beautiful and then turn into seeds and then be beautiful again. You know what I mean? Right. So it felt like sometimes I, I get this, like kind of, it's, there's like a heaviness to the fact that I'm using these flowers and then tossing them. Um, and I, like I said, like, I just have such respect for growing them for the, the water that it takes, the care that it takes, the, you know, you have to be detail oriented. You have to be persistent. And, um, that's something that I'm hoping to pursue. And it's hard in LA, you know, I have like one flower bed, but, um, (laughs) I did what I could with it this last season. And hopefully in my future, I'll have the opportunity to have more space so I can grow what I'm using for my art. Um, because I just think when you watch it grow, it adds this level of like, I really need to respect these flowers and uh, the this like material that I use as a medium. So um, I would love to have land one day and grow, like have a full flower farm. Um, but as far as steps to get there, it's just taking advantage of like the flower bed that I do have um, and, you know, searching for community gardens and things like that. Um, and growing what I can in the meantime, and just learning, it takes a lot of trial and error to be like a good gardener. So um, yeah, just baby steps and being okay with those baby steps. I'm sure too, it's like with what you were talking about with the pandemic and how kind of things shut down, there are gonna be lulls in everyone's season and whatnot. Um, What kind of kept you going during that period to where you're thriving today and doing a Beyonce video? Well, I'll be honest with you. I don't always feel like I'm thriving today in that regard. Like, so I, you know, I know it's cool that I got a Beyonce video. And at the same time, that was a couple of weeks ago and I haven't worked since then. And in those times, my mental health really takes a hit because I just, I like to be, I'm a doer. Like I like to be productive. I like to be creative. Um, So it's been really important for me to have things around my house that I feel like I can do to express myself creatively. So like the plants are huge. I literally, my part-time job is watering my house plants. Like the plants are a huge one for me, gardening. And then some of those things that like I learned in homeschool, like knitting, I knit almost every day. I'm working on a painting right now. Um, sometimes I just go to the flower market and get flowers and do something for fun. But I think that when you're an artist, you have to respect the ways in which you can make money, but you have to still respect your art outside of that money. And I think it's just really important to keep yourself sort of like creatively stimulated, even if it's not for work. Oh, well, I mean, if anything, it's, it's self-care. Yeah. Self-care is super important. That's so great that you're doing that. Um, what, what advice would you give someone who, who wants to work freelance in a creative field? I would say my number one advice would be don't let down your boundaries, uh, your boundaries around your self-respect, around your time, um, your art, your energy, whether that's creative energy or just like your energy to like be living your life. Um, right don't compromise those boundaries for a job that doesn't respect them. Like find those people who are in line with your boundaries and who respect you and who respect your art and 
really cultivate your relationships with those people. But it's so easy for people to be like, well, I can't pay you a ton, but um, like I can give you this, this and this. And like, that's okay if that's okay with you. And if it's not, don't let that be okay with you. You know what I mean? Because there have been, you know, opportunities where like I've gotten paid less than maybe I should have or could have, um, but something else came of it. And so that's okay. Just make sure that it doesn't feel wrong or like go against what you know is best for you. And that can change job to job. So that can be a confusing part of freelance is that it's not right. like liable, but I would just say like, <laughs> if it feels wrong, don't try and force it to be right. Um, and just stay open to all different kinds of things being right for you. So what does 2023 look like for you? Um, well, I just in September launched a YouTube channel and um, that's something that I've been really excited about and working on a lot and like going back to that belief in your own voice. I think it's something I wanted to do for a long time and wasn't doing it, wasn't doing it. And then realized one day, like, all right, I have something to share and, and it's worth sharing. So just going to continue posting those videos and growing that YouTube channel. And then also um, it's my, I know it sounds early, but since it's so hot where I live, it's my growing season here. So I'm just getting my gardening going, my seeds started and planted, and hopefully I'll have some flowers soon. Very cool. Well, how can our viewers uh, and listeners find you on social media? Ooh, Instagram, Claire Fagan. Uh, YouTube is Farm Dream. And then Love my it. website, clairefagan.com. You can find anything from there. So. All right. Well, Claire, thank you so much for taking time to be on the podcast. We wish you continued success in everything that you're doing, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. And thank you guys for listening, watching the Artist Uprising podcast. We'll see you guys soon. Stay tuned and explore the next Artist Uprising. Use hashtag Artist Uprising to join the movement.